Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike to tell you along with Charlie Long in studio on our Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text line. Former Major League Baseball pitcher, Nickel State grad, now with Jenny King out in Baton Rouge, and also the dad of Cam Sanders, Scotty Sanders. Scott, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Uh, thanks for having me. How you guys doing? All right. Scott, hey, I'll give you full credit. Charlie and I were talking about this. Yep. Back in February, man, we were talking about Paul Skeens, Dylan Cruz, man, one, two in the draft. And you were like, hey, guys, pump the brakes on that. <laughs> they may go with the minor leaguer. I know a little bit about how that works. And so, hey, you were the first guy that, because, you know, everybody was right that these two guys are going to go one, two, one, two. And you were the first guy that said, wait a minute now. I do cheap. know a little bit about the Pirates. They may go with the minor league guy. You you went through the major league draft before, and then you had to go through it with Cam. And that situation sort of explained to everybody, this is different than the NFL or the NBA. They're not necessarily taking the best player here. They're taking a player, especially early, that they can sign. Yeah, no doubt. So the way the, the uh, MLB draft works is your first 10 rounds, every slot each team picks has a slot value to it. Um, so I give you an example of the Pirates. Their their total slot, their their total budget for the first ten rounds is sixteen million hundred eighty five thousand seven hundred dollars, right? So they can spread that that money over those ten picks, right? If they only spend fourteen of it in those first ten picks, and then they can, they can spread that other extra two and a half million out through the rest of the draft as well. So from from the eleventh round on, the most you can sign a guy is for one hundred twenty five thousand dollars. If you want to go over that, you have to have slot. You have to have money left from the top ten picks that you didn't spend on them. So it's very tricky. So the, the way to look at it, you know, for the public looking at it, like man, they, I, I mean, obviously everybody around here wants Paul Skeens and Dylan Cruz to go one and two, which I don't think they will, but they still may. But they will. They will both get the two highest bonuses in this draft. So even though they might not have one one next to their name or one two, they I promise you, Dylan Cruz is going to get over nine million dollars. If he goes in the first pick or the fifth pick, you know, Paul Skeens is going to probably get somewhere close to nine million, maybe around eight, 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 nine, maybe nine million because of the way he finished, even if he goes pick two or pick three. But, um, you know, like the Pirates, to give you an example, if, if they, they pick, you know, the Max Clark is supposedly the, the high school guy that they have in mind as well. They're going to probably sign him for maybe eight million dollars. So that, that's a one point seven million dollars that they can spread out from that first pick that they didn't use throughout the rest of the top nine picks if they want, you know, two through ten, or they can use it later 
And and so it's just it's very tricky. You know, it's not the NBA and the NFL where you get picked one, here's your salary. You pick two, here's your salary. It's it's a moving target. And I, I but I do think I do think the Pirates really do want to sign schemes. I just don't know. It's just going to depend on how much. If if he wants over slot, I don't know if they'll go over slot on him. So Scott, I, I just kind of want to break down because you said a lot of really interesting things. So you expect Skeens and Cruz to effectively make history in this upcoming draft because looking at it, the largest bonuses ever given to draft picks in 2020 was Spencer Torkelson, who landed an $8.4 million deal being the number one pick that year. But then last year, the number one and number two picks, Jackson Holiday and then Drew Jones, ended up getting the second and third largest bonus pool signings in MLB history at $8.19 million and then $8.189 million. So it was like really, really close. So you would expect both Cruz and Skeens to demand upwards of $8.5 million because I've also heard you know, that Cruz is looking for close to $10 million. And the Pirates, their their first round pool is nine point seven million, so they could offer him something close to what he would be looking for as being the first overall pick. Um, but you'd think that both of them were going to make history effectively. One hundred percent. I mean, I I wouldn't be shot. I'm hundred percent sure they're asking. Cruz is going to ask for ten million. Um, I think I'll be honest. I I, I think Skeens is going to get you know. I don't think he'll get ten million, but he'll he'll be in the nine five to nine eight range, um, you know probably. Now if he falls to two, that number could change, but he'll definitely get over nine million. You know I'd be shocked if, like I said, if both of them don't get over nine million. I'd be shocked. Obviously if, if one of them goes first, that's a no brainer. But if if the Pirates take you know that high school kid or they 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 like they like um, the kid you know Wyatt Langford a, a ton too from from uh, from from Florida. You know he he really did well for himself in the, in the World Series as well. Um, I, I think they really, I think they have four really good, you know, guys to pick from. But to them, is where do they feel they are at as an organization, right? If you take Paul Skeens or, or Cruz or Langford, you're figuring those guys are going to be in the big leagues within a year. You know, uh, uh, Skeens could be faster, obviously, because he's a pitcher. But most hitters, they, they're going to track them on a, a, you know, a year to year and a half to be in the big leagues. And they, they look at longevity, right? So if we do take Skeens. He's in the big leagues, say, next July. We have him for five years before we have to trade him or we have to give him $350 million. You know, So that means you have to be contending to give somebody $350 million to stay. Or if not, it's going to be another Gary Cole situation. You know, they drafted Gary yeah. Cole. He tore it up. He gets down to he's going to be a free agent. After his sixth year, they trade him to Houston because they're not at that point as an organization. You made Charlie happy. I, that, that did make me you very made, happy. You made Charlie I still happy think with that. This is he's going a, to go off Astros on a quick, fan. quick oh side God. tangent. I think the 2019 Houston Astros were the best team in Astros history, and they didn't win the World Series. <laughs> so the one team in like the, I mean, I got the mop out for him, I, Scott. Listen, that that <laughs> Nationals team will always they took away my joy for that one fall evening and that game seven. I, I'm about to go on a tangent, Scott, so I'm not I'm gonna stop talking. Yeah, but yeah. Gary Cole, I am a big fan of his time in Houston, and obviously I know what you're talking about with yeah. obviously his getting drafted by the Pirates back in 2011. But this actually kind of leads into a question I have for you because when you look at the number two overall pick with the Nationals, a lot of people kind of consider Skeens, you know, the best pitching prospect since Strasburg. And, you know, the Strasburg, Steven Strasburg got drafted by the Nationals number one overall in 2009. And it just so happens that it might work out that they could get the best two pitching prospects out of college baseball in the 21st century for the same team. I think that's pretty interesting. Yeah, it's very interesting. And the, and the one thing, you know, obviously for Steven Strasburg has really struggled to stay healthy, obviously. So his, his career is never going to probably end up what it should have been. But, you know, the one thing, Strasburg did have an incredible season. 
but you know he was doing it at San Diego State, right? But what Keys has done in the SEC Man. to me is not even, and I'm not bashing Strasburg at all. I mean, he's the guys he was an incredible talent and had an incredible year, but but what Keys did in the SEC in a live bear, live ball error. You know what I mean? You know, when I think, you know, I mean, it's, it's just was unbelievable. But uh, but the, the Nationals could get him. But my gut feel still tells me that the, the Pirates are going to take him, you know. Um, and, and I guess we'll have to see. But, you know, he's going to – he's gonna uh, either way, on Sunday, he's going to be a rich man by the time midnight strikes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're not passing the collection for him, Scott, on that. No, nope, um, nope, nope. You think about it. Where do you think – because I've had a couple of different thoughts – from different people on where initially Paul, uh, some people feel he may come out of the bullpen uh, early in his career and then become the starter. Or do you think that from day one he's going to be a starting pitcher? Um, I, I'm. I would be really shocked. Um, you know, if if he would go take the example, say if say if the Dodgers somehow happen to have a high pick, right, or somebody who's really in contention, I think they would an organization like that. Who doesn't is not really in dire need for starting pitching would say, hey, you know what? Let's put this guy start him as a setup man, and we can make him a closer within two years. And if that works, you know, what I mean, then we can always, you know, filter back to maybe he goes to be a starter one time. But the, the, the organizations that are picking up top that are going to get him, they need starting pitching, right? So I'll be honest, they're going to probably shut him down. You know, he threw he threw mornings this year and he hasn't his whole life, so he probably won't touch a baseball until January, maybe December. You know, is, is my guess. They'll probably shut him down for the summer, and then you know they'll they'll, they'll definitely use him as, as a starter. You know, to start his career. And, and honestly, they may start him out in Double A next year, possibly, and might even start him out at high, depending on where the Double A team is. Right. So if the Double A team is in a cold weather city, they're not going to start Paul Skeens. You know, in in the Midwest or somewhere, you know, or somewhere where it's cold in the Northeast. If they have an A ball team in Florida, he'll be in Florida for two months. Right. As soon as the weather warms up, they'll shoot him up to Double A. Probably by the end of the year to be in AAA, and I'd have a feeling the following year he'd be at big league camp having a chance to make the team. Your thoughts on Dylan Cruz? Where do you see his kind of run? With Dylan, I mean the thing about him, he's such a pro hitter, right? Already, it wouldn't shock me if they sign him and stick him right in AA, you know. Um, and, and it may not only because you know obviously he's he's has swung a lot of wood in his life. Trust me, he played in the Cape Cod League, he played in you know a lot of wood bat leagues growing up and all that good stuff so he has swung wood you know a, a good amount i'm sure but obviously going off you know you know all fall all spring you know i'm sure they, they might even start him off an a ball and let him get his you know same thing that probably give him some time off since he had such a long run and i'm sure he's going to go out and play somewhere this summer uh, but i mean i could see him at some point before the end of the summer possibly being in double a same thing you know next year possibly starting back off in double a call him up to triple a you know, and hopefully maybe by a you know, year and a half into his career, same thing, go to spring training with a chance to make the team. So before I ask you about this other player, Scott, I wanted to actually kind of get your thoughts. If you think that Skeens does, in fact, go number one overall to the Pirates, I mean, if you're the Nationals at that point, you take Cruz and you kind of get your next outfielder of the future. They've had guys like Bryce Harper and then obviously Juan Soto. So does that is that the route that the Nationals would go then? I, I'm pretty sure. I, I don't see Cruz falling past two at all. Okay. You no, know, I'm not. I'll be honest, I will not give out names, but the Pirates have called me and asked me many questions about guys at LSU this year, and they never ask about Cruz, you know what I mean, to be honest. Um, so that's <laughs> yeah. why. I, so I you know what that means. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, um, and, and I, think it's, I think it's because he's going to want $10 million, and I do know they're going to want to, they're going to want some type of discount off that 9-7 if they can, because obviously they need multiple, multiple, multiple players, right? 
in each and every draft. And by 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 paying lower slot, you can get multiple players. You can get you know you can get uh, first round talent possibly in the third round, right? And and that type of thing. And and but the other thing too is a good example. Like somebody Cruz is probably going to get Tim and I'm just that's my gut feel. I could be wrong, but I know who's representing him, and I know who he's pretty. Scott Boris doesn't doesn't come off his number very often. But take the example: the Nationals are going to probably pay him ten million dollars. That's a little that's over slot, right? So. They have to find a way to come up with that money, you know, to, to, to um, you know, to, to, and what they'll do is like in the fifth round, they'll take a senior catcher from Nevada State and give him $5,000, right? So all that money, so if the slot was, you know, uh, $1 million, then 950000 can go to Dylan Cruz. So that's the other tricky thing about the draft. You know, you can, you, that's why if you ever watch the draft, you're like, holy moly, okay, MLB Wood Network doesn't know anything about this kid. It's because they're just taking a slot because they need that money to allocate it to another player. And then, Scott, my other question for you is Ty Floyd. Um, I think that he had a great season all year long. He was obviously overshadowed because Skeens had a historic year, one of the best college baseball pitching seasons we've ever seen. But then looking at Ty Floyd, his performance in Omaha, where he strikes out 27 batters in 13 innings against two of the best teams in the country, quite literally one and two with Wake Forest and then Florida, and what that did to his draft stock. Because we've talked to some people that think that he could be a first-round pick in this upcoming draft this weekend. Yeah, he definitely made himself a lot of money in Omaha. I'll be honest. He, um, you know, and he had some really incredible games. Like he had two or three games where he had, you know, ten strikeouts through five innings, and and the train just came off the track. You know, one time was the fifth inning, next time was the sixth inning. But I see him in the twenty-six range to probably forty, somewhere in there. You know, um, okay. he's going to probably go to a team that's really in love with analytics, who, who likes a high spin rate, because obviously, and that's the funny thing about it is. Some teams are in love with that, and that's all they care about. Cleveland Indians are a prime example. They love the analytics. You know, they they when they see these they see certain numbers, they're gonna they they will overdraft to take a guy that has the analytics before they take a guy who has better numbers. You know, like stats wise. You know, so I I, I think Ty Floyd possibly po- he definitely poked his head in the first round. If not, I don't. You know, after the first round, they also have what they call sandwich picks as uh, compensatory picks. I have a feeling there's usually anywhere from ten to twelve of those. I don't think he gets out of that 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 stage of the draft. If he gets to the second round, I mean, he might end up with with Paul Skeen somewhere, you know, or, or Dylan Cruz because you know those guys pick again at the top. Uh, your thoughts on Trey Morgan? Um, and I know we've talked about it before. Normally, they, they want the power guy playing first base. Um, he has played some in the outfield, but man, he is such a good all around player. Yeah, he he. That's another guy. He made himself some money in Omaha because he came up. You know, he showed out when he had to show out and had some big at bats. Um, obviously, didn't didn't hit the ball at the park much. You know, obviously, but he got a ton of big hits. Obviously, you know, he played some good defense, which first base, which he probably won't play in pro ball. You know, he may play some first base in A ball, maybe double A. When he gets to a point where it's, you know, he's not going to go to big leagues, he'll probably be in left field. I definitely see him going in the top three rounds. Obviously, not probably the first. Or the second, but I I would say third round probably third roundish fourth fourth round probably worst case scenario. Uh, how's Cam doing? Cam's doing good. He's uh, he had a little rough one out on Monday night, but uh, he had about four good ones before that. So you see, you know how the game of baseball works. It's uh, it's, a, it's well, you know it better than us. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Scott, thanks but so he, much for joining us, man. We really appreciate it. Wish the best to Cam and. Uh, Hopefully we can see him pitching uh, in the big leagues real soon. 
That's right. You guys have a great evening. Thank you all. Thanks, Thanks so Scott. much. Scott Sanders, former Major League uh, Baseball pitcher from Thibodeau, went to Nickel State, and now Cam went to LSU, and now he's in AAA with uh, uh, with the Cubs. Mike, you should have seen the smile that came on my face when you said that Trey Morgan's going to be a third-round pick. Former Crusader, by the way, How Brother Martin represents. Uh, I knew you were going to uh, the flag for that one. You know, I'm going to throw in the flag that I want my Astros to take him in the third round, Mike. Uh, I think that would be a be pretty fun little pick. Might be something. We'll be back to finish it up here on Sports Talk on the Big 870 in the 5 o'clock hour right after this break. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you.